everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm the hands behind Lovecraft Crochet, my plush user for the anxious, depressed, autistic, and neurodivergent. Small enough to travel in a purse, backpack, diaper bag, or even your pocket. You can check out my Facebook page or TikTok to see what patterns are available, and stay tuned for the new ones coming out. I also make hats, scarves, blankets, and dice bags for the tabletop gamer or dice goblin in your life. Feel free to order through the page, TikTok DMs, or via email at love.craft.crochet at gmail.com. Now, on to the segment. Due to the graphic and disturbing nature of the crimes discussed, listener discretion is advised. Retrostatic Radio presents Killing 15 Minutes. Hello and welcome to Killing 15 Minutes, where we will give you your serial killer fix in 15 minutes or less, or your podcast is free. I'm Sam Rossi, and shortly I'll be handing a poorly written synopsis of a serial killer to my brother, who hasn't read it, on a serial killer he's most likely hasn't heard of. This should be fun. Good luck, bro. Thanks, Sam. Robert Maudsley was born in 1953 as one of 12 children, and until the age of 8, he was in a Catholic orphanage. His parents retrieved him and proceeded to abuse him. Well, then why'd they leave him at the orphanage? I'm not entirely sure, but they, they abused him hard. He worked as a sex worker in the late 60s, using the money to feed his drug addiction. So he was born in 50, so 60, so yeah, apparently they really did abuse him hard. After multiple suicide attempts, he received psychiatric... After multiple suicide attempts, he received psychiatric help. He told doctors he... He told doctors he heard voices telling him to kill his parents. He told doctors he heard voices telling him to kill his parents. In 1974, while turning tricks, <laughs> I don't know why I like doing that. I, I like saying that in my Robert Stackhouse voice. My money don't jiggle jiggle. It folds. I like to see you wiggle wiggle. And that's the way it jiggles. <laughs> in 1974, while turning tricks, he garroted John Farrell. Maudsley stated Farrell was bragging and showing pictures of the children he had abused. Maudsley turned himself in and needed mental help. He was found unfit to stand trial and was sentenced to Broadmoor Hospital. In 1977, Maudsley and another resident locked themselves in with a convicted child molester. Oh, so this is the part where you were saying this is why he's a serial killer. Yep. He would torture him. See, this is the wholesome stuff I like knowing about. For over nine hours, Maudsley was convicted of manslaughter and sent to Wakefield Prison. He received life imprisonment with the recommendation that he never be released. In 78, while in Wakefield, he murdered two of the... In 19... And in 78, while in Wakefield Prison, he murdered two of seven that he wanted to murder. Sanley Darwood was giving him French lessons and found himself stabbed and garroted before being stuffed under Maudsley's bed. He tried to lure other inmates into his room, but failed to capture anyone. This one's less wholesome than the uh, child molester. 
So he went hunting for his second victim, where he found William Roberts laying in his bed, and Maudsley stabbed him before destroying the man's head. He turned himself he turned himself in with a quip about how the head count would be too short to the guard. In 1983, Maudsley was deemed too dangerous for genera generation population. No, that's not right. That's not what Gen Pop stands for. No, that's not what Gen Pop stands for at all. In 1983, Maudsley was deemed too dangerous for general population. He currently lives in a two-cell pod in the basement of Wakefield Prison. In March 2000, he pled to either be removed from solitary or allowed to kill himself. He was denied on both counts. Maudsley is the longest-serving British prisoner in solitary confinement. He was British? Yeah, you didn't mention that, did I? No, no. No, you didn't mention where he was born at all, or where he killed anyone at all. I don't remember where he killed somebody. I just... This is why I'm not allowed near you when you smoke the weed that drives the show. <laughs> I get true. weird, man. Very weird. This is true. See, I can't imbibe the weed, but the secondhand buzz is like, woo. Trust me, there's like five minutes of this video you or this uh, audio you do not even get to see. Because you can't see a podcast. <laughs> if we did this on camera, it would just be vlogging. Anyways. Might give more views that way. But who knows? Anyways, so yeah, Robert Maudsley is the longest held uh, uh, prisoner in solitary confinement. Oh crap, it's 327. Do you know where your spawns are? Uh, yes. Two are with their mothers and one's with their grandmother. There's where half my spawns are. Actually, majority of my spawns are with their grandmother. Anyways. Sorry, yes. I... I don't know what to say about this one. He killed people in jail. I mean, the thing is, is that clearly he was, he, if we were going off the bingo card, which again, we really should make those. I'm sure they exist, but we should make our own. Killing 15, the home game. We know that. <laughs> that actually sounds like a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. That could go wrong so many different ways. Well, the thing is, is that one thing that I remember from research that always struck me and I didn't put it in there is that he said that he would never have killed John Farrell, the first guy, if he had just killed his parents back in the 70s. And you know what? That's actually probably very true. He, 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 but... But at the same time, it's one of those things where the reason that he would have killed his parents, while they were bad people, you know... Considering he was born in, you know, the mid-50s, or 53, and was turning tricks in the 60s. Yeah. That means that he was already having a fuck of a life. Yep. Had he killed his parents, he might, they, as this is going to sound weird, and this is going to sound like a thing, and it's probably a thing. Had he killed his parents, he would have gone to jail. Yep. But he wouldn't have gone through the emotion. He wouldn't have gone through the continued emotional abuse that happens throughout until he was arrested. It could ha it could have stopped him from becoming a serial killer. Because when serial killer, if we're talking about pathology, 
It's like the Mendoza brothers. I think so. I I've heard so many like I want to different count them takes. Ser- serial they aren't serial killers. killers. They, they killed get... they killed their parents. Now the argument there is, you know, some people are like, well, they weren't being abused by their parents, while the others are. It's one of those, but that is its own show. In fact, if you'd like to see a two-parter on the Mendozas, we do have the Patreon eventually up. By the time this video, by the time this goes up, we should have the Patreon done. And when we reach a certain milestone goal, there we will do a vote on what super cool, super popular dude should we cover or dudette. Within reason. I mean, yeah, within reason. You know. But anyways, they could have easily become serial killers. But, and the the look on your face, wow, maybe we should do this video, (laughs) is also a matter of, but could they have? Well, they were being abused, and they allowed that abuse to continue to themselves. Then their mental fracturing could have led for them to take that violent needing to release and take it out into the world. So you're saying, using the Mendozas as the example. I really shouldn't because I really know very, very little about that. I know a lot more than I want to. And that Law and Order, uh, the Mendoza Brothers thing? Yeah. Did not help clarify anything. No, because they, the, you know, were they sexually abused? They say they were. I, I'm going with the, you know, that. But you're saying that if they hadn't killed their parents, that they could have actually became serial killers, on uh, taking uh, using their victims as the substitute for their parents. Yeah, like many serial killers, the proxy is the the victim is it. just a proxy of. What's wrong? Like, for instance, for uh, Maudsley here. Hypothetically, let's say that he's telling the truth. He has no reason to really lie. Right. Okay? He killed John Farrell because he showed him pictures of the children he abused. Right. So now, this person is bragging and saying, Hey, look at what I did to this person. It's exactly what your parents were doing to you. And what's been happening to you. (laughs) That is a perfect proxy point. And I agree. And then you got the child molester in prison. Right. But you don't get it for the the, uh, third guy, the French teacher. Yeah, that that is where I... He was in prison for killing his wife. And that's that's where I see it as... Because he didn't kill his parents... You start seeing it become, because John Farrell, if he was bragging and showing pictures of the kitty porn, that is a crime of passion. That I can is see both. that as a full-on PTSD. He, exactly. Then, he goes to prison. Now, the child molester that he and another inmate tortured for nine hours, that wasn't a crime of passion. I mean, it was, he feels very deeply about this, yes. But it's not a crime of passion because it's not a heat of the moment. It is premeditated. Premeditated, After nine hours, if you're still in a, there's no way in nine hours you're 
in the heat of the moment anymore. No, no, you you calm down. After the third hour, you get really <laughs> bored. True. But, but he was a child molester. So just the label. I, I don't even know what the duty. He probably did some sick shit. But he was called a child molester. So that's why he was targeted. However, at that stage, now Maudsley has <laughs> the ins and outs of this psychopathic nature in him. Yep. It's in him because the first one, crime of passion. Second one, while still a crime based on his mentality, was slow burn. Yep. God only knows what the French teacher did. Well, I, he could have asked he, for a Hummer, and then all of a sudden, that causes Maudsley to fucking flip. Yeah, uh, he was not happy about being moved to Wakefield. Well, yeah, he went from a hospital. I know a hospital setting to a prison, prison setting. setting. Now, as much as that people can say it's the same thing, it's not the same thing. It really isn't. I mean, America. It, God knows what the Britishness is, because apparently that was a surprise at the end. That a, that was a twist. Got a Shyamalan twist over here. But yeah, I should have mentioned that he was from British. Yeah, at least a little bit of an area. Like, hey, he was f- in the UK. Yeah, I don't remember why. Maybe it was you were twist. stoned. I don't know. Maybe. But anyways, so some of these are written straight. Long story short, I actually I would actually say that. Because the root of his problem, he didn't... No, I am not advocating for murder. But I'm saying on a mental, strictly hypothetical, psychological thing, I could legitimately see it as... Where it could have... It could have easily went from, instead of being, I am now broken to the point where I am a psychopath. Where I am a full psychopath, sociopath, whatever, whatever the current popu- the the current term is for a serial for a person of very terrible mental disorder that is not like I don't even want to say crazy because that's also not helpful of a term. But instead of being driven. To sociopathic and psychopathic behavior. I would say psychopathic more than sociopathic. But, either way. It's sort of the... It's sort of the... Here's his timeline. His timeline changes if the root cause is gone. Right. Now, does that mean that he's not predisposed to becoming a killer? I don't know. I, I, I always like I always find it fascinating the whole genetic you know got the serial killer gene bullshit because me it's always been I think it's nature and nurture that leads to it you know if you're already predisposed to having dementia for instance right or or I'm blinking but if you're genetically predisposed to it, then how you take care of yourself. The nurture section can alter, either speed it up that you get dementia, or suddenly you start having like mental issues where it comes to memory. Right. 
you know, kind of like I'm slowly doing now, yeah. not being able to, f- because that, and again, this is nowhere near scientific. I am nowhere near a doctor of the brain or any other anatomical part, although I've known to have a gynecology course or two. Oh, dear God. Sorry, I need to keep it light for the people. All right, wrap it up. <laughs> uh, long story short, I actually really like this on a case of more what it means rather than the person himself. Like, I, I know, uh, again, yay. So, I'm so sorry that you're going to have to edit this. <laughs> I, I'm AJ Carey. And I'm Sam Rossi. Later. Killing 15 Minutes is hosted by Arthur Carey, with scripts written and researched by Sam Rossi. If you like this episode or want to stay updated on this series, consider following Killing 15 Minutes on Patreon or Retrostatic Radio on all major social media platforms. Good night and God bless. You're watching Retrostatic Radio.